0: faves. Hello everyone! Hi friends! Welcome to another quarantine episode of I'm Horrified. I'm Horrified.
1: We're back. We're here. We're still doing quarantine episodes. We sure are. We're getting ready to do our hundredth episode though.
0: Yeah. It's gonna happen. We'll make an announcement about that soon. We'll get our shit together on that very soon.
1: Because we were gonna do this until quarantine ended... But, like,
0: that's not a con
1: that's no longer a concept. I think Uh, this is just how we live now. So, we're just gonna have to figure it out. Um, but we had a couple more fun ideas, so we had to do a couple more fun ideas. And, um, this week we're gonna be talking about the ultimate literary protagonist,
0: our faves. Our
1: faves. So, I, I didn't really know if we were doing like the best one or our favorite one. But I think we both kind of could argue that these ones are the best. Yeah,
0: either both, all of the above. They're
1: both all great literary protagonists.
0: Absolutely. Um
1: and not great female literary protagonists, but we did both happen to pick women.
0: Only women matter. That's true. I, I believe that, on that and I'll buy it.
1: <laughs> not all men matter.
0: That's true. Not any men. No One of um a friend of mine listens to this podcast consistently. Uh, And one time he told me, he was like, the other day on your podcast, you said that no men are funny, and that hurt a little bit, (laughs) and I was like, hey, I would
1: like for him, if he's listening, I want to, I want to talk to him. (laughs) Um, What's his name? Make up a fake name. Make up a fake name so I can use it. Gerald. 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 You are not funny. (laughs) And I know that you thought that, you thought that I was going to be like, Gerald, I'm so sorry. No. Gerald. Every person who's laughed at you—that's just a product of patriarchy. No, I'm totally kidding. You're you're fine, Gerald. I'm so sorry, um, You're fine. you're either funny or you're not, but you're probably not, just statistically.
0: I'm yeah. um, speaking on like a like a, a a truth of the universe level. You know what I mean? There are exceptions that prove every rule. Exactly.
2: Mo- so, I'll okay.
1: say I'll say in the same way that this what men say is most women aren't funny. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say most men aren't funny.
0: There we go. Potato That's batata. just the way it
1: is. And there's like three exceptions
0: for me. Yeah. Um, John Mulaney. Two of them are John Mulaney. I am um, so sad if some kind of scandal comes out against John Mulaney. If John Mulaney ends up being problematic. That'll be
1: really hard for me.
0: Yeah. I'll leave him behind. You know what I mean? No, but- of
1: course. But that'll be a difficult day
0: it'll be a lot of quotes that I won't be able to quote anymore. But
1: let's talk about these two um, unproblematic literary protagonists, except yours is pretty problematic. Mine's incredibly problematic. Um, Yours is extremely problematic. Mine? Yours isn't. Unproblematic icon. Um, I'm going to be talking about Eowyn from Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's anything else that can come out about her. (laughs) (laughs) She's she's icon, legend, star, queen. We love her. Uh, for those of you who are not familiar with The Lord of the Rings, I'll, give you, you a quick, some recap I'll give you a quick recap. Really quick. No, I will not be recapping The Lord of the Rings in any shape or fashion. Um, you, you have the internet for that. Uh, also, it's a great series and it's, an, it's a fantastic movie series as well. So you have two options. Um, but I read the books when I was probably like a teenager. I was probably like 13 or 14. I read the books. Um, and I loved the movies. I fucking loved the movies. I was obsessed with them. I had all of the extended editions. It's great, and the books have extended editions too. Because um, <laughs> Tolkien like wrote like a bunch of little books, or like you know, like a mi- a million like after after, I don't know what they're called, but like things about yeah the world. Mm-hmm. that happened after or before into the, into the end of the book. And there's a story about Eowyn and Faramir in there that is just delightful. It's very similar to the story in Pottermore about uh, Remus Lubin and Tonks, Ooh. which is very sweet. Even though J.K. Rowling's a transphobic piece of shit, so yeah. now it's hard to engage with her content. Um, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about Eowyn today. Well, Tolkien's probably problematic too, but yeah. Eowyn is not. Eowyn (laughs) has never done anything to anyone. Let me tell you about my girl Eowyn. Eowyn is a shield maiden of Rohan, and she's kind of like the only one who calls herself that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, she's like, I am not a woman. I'm a shield maiden of Rohan, because I'm Mm -hmm. a noble woman of Rohan. And they're like, yeah, I guess. Mm -hmm. Like...
0: (laughs) not a title, but okay.
1: They're like, yeah, sure. And her whole job is to take care of her ailing uncle, who is really ailing and is like totally sick and feeble and out of his mind because he's being poisoned um, by a guy who keeps creeping on her. And um, there's a couple things about that. One, she's expressed to her brother a little bit that like, this isn't all that fun for me. And I'd love to be off killing people with you. Like, I would love to be, not killing people, but like, you know, promoting justice. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> as a shield maiden of Rohan. And he's <laughs> like, what if you were a shield maiden of Rohan by taking care of this old man? And she's like, I don't love that. But I will do it. Because okay. I'm, I'm not mean.
2: Yeah. But
1: I'm gonna do it. And then, Aragorn comes on the scene. And now here's the thing about Aragorn and Eowyn. Eowyn loves Aragorn. It is not some, like, eponine shit, though.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
1: very much, like, Eowyn, I think it's, like, more horny for a leader.
0: Ooh, I like that. Do
1: you know what I'm saying? Like, she's horny for him, yeah. Who isn't? Yeah. And then it's sad. It, like, everyone's, like, all sad because it's like, oh, well, he loves Arwen, so he's not gonna be with Eowyn. But, honestly, I don't think she ever really cared about him. I think she was just, like, he was this, like, he, he was, like, the the definition of, like, adventure and going out into the world. Yes. And, like, being out on the open roads. And so I think that's really what she was attracted to, more mm. so than him as a person, which makes it better in the end when he's with Arwen, because he was always meant to be with Arwen. Yeah. And Arwen's kind of a nothing person. So that's, unfortunately, just the way it is. She's kind of a doormat. Um, <clears throat> but Eowyn, throughout the the book, is, like, not all that graceful, not all that like sweet and elegant like all the other women in, in Tolkien's books. Um, but she's very much like tomboyish. Somebody somebody said that in one of the articles I was reading. Like she's like the tomboy of the Tolkien universe, and I was like, yeah, I absolutely believe that. Mm-hmm. And she's she's very much like annoyed, which I find a really endearing quality. Yeah. And she has this conversation with Aragorn. Where she's talking about, like, he's saying, like, it's really noble for you to be, like, in the, uh, the Two Towers, he, um, goes to, like, they all go to fight, like, Rohan goes to fight Mm -hmm. with, um, what's their faces?
2: Gondor? No.
0: The orcs?
1: That's, the beacons are lit, though, and that's when, yes, that's part of it, but.
0: I gotta, I gotta be upfront with you. I have not read the books or seen the movies. But,
1: but, but, I'm, I'm, (laughs) I haven't read them in a very, very long time, so I'm, I'm forgetting most of the two towers, but that's not important. Um, so there's a big battle, and she stays to take care of anyone, and she's, like, in charge in her uncle's stead, and he's basically, like, you know, that's, like, a really noble thing to do. And she's like, yeah, but like, I don't really want to do that. Like, I want to be out fighting with you guys. And he's like, well, you know, it's almost more noble to do things that are noble without valor. And she was like, I don't want to do it because of valor. Mm -hmm. I want to do it because that's what I'm good at. (laughs) And it's like this badass feminist moment. She's like, I'm not looking to be... And also, and it's kind of like when, when people are like, well, Hillary Clinton only wants to be president because she wants to be in power. And it's like every man who wants to be president wants power. Of course they want power if you're running for president. And it's like, she's like, yeah, maybe I do want some valor. If I wanted some valor, would it be that big of a fucking deal? Like, it, just because I'm a woman, I can't have any valor. You get all of the valor. Yeah. That's ridiculous.
0: It, it's a great me, conversation. It, 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 um, it reminds me of in uh, Angerman <laughs> The Legend of Ron Burgundy. Yes. When Veronica Corningstone says, um, I'm good at three things <laughs> screwing, <laughs> fighting, and reading the news. I've already I'm good. done one of those things today. So,
1: what's the other one gonna be, huh? <laughs> um,
0: it's this, like, Eowyn's like, I'm good at three things. Yeah. Nobly caring for my older male relatives, <laughs> <laughs> fighting.
1: <laughs> oh, and speaking of her caring for her older male relatives. So, during this whole thing, um, she, like, the guy who's poisoning her uncle, she doesn't know that he's poisoning her uncle, but she does know that he's, like, hardcore creeping on her, and he's hoping to, like, marry her so he can be, like, a noble person. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's, like, pure, like, like, creep, creep energy. Just, like, high key creep energy. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And the great thing about it is it's not like she's, like, Oh no, this scary man. Anytime she's he's around, she's like, "I see what you're doing, and I don't care for that shit at all. Like I am not dealing with you today." Like she's just like, "You know what would be great if you fucking left me alone." Like I I just love the way she deals with him. Like every time he's around, she's just like, "I don't like you, and I'm never going to marry you." And it's some big jasmine energy. Like I am not a prize to be won. Eh? A. Yeah. So jot that down. Um But okay, so then the the last thing is so then she goes through like just kind of being like, oh, I don't love it, I don't love it. But I wanna I wanna get out there. I wanna adventure the Great Ride right somewhere, mm-hmm. I wanna die in battle. She also says to Aragorn during their conversation, um, uh, oh here's a great quote. This is a great quote. She so she's basically saying to her, like, Well, it's honorable to do like the staying with the women and children and stuff. And she says, all your words are but to say, you are a woman, your part is in the house. But when the men have died in battle and honor, you have to leave and be burned in the house for the men will need it no more. I am the house of Earl, I'm not a serving woman. I can ride and wield blade and I do not fear either pain nor death.
0: Fuck yeah.
1: Love that. And then she proves it, to prove it, Um, and so at the, um, end of the series, Return of the King, there's the big fight with, like, all the orcs and the Nazgul. The Nazgul, for those of you who are not familiar, there's probably a lot of words that I'm saying if you haven't read or seen The Lord of the Rings that sound very silly. The Nazgul, um, are, like, the kings of darkness. Um, and the lord of the Nazgul is like this super duper scary guy. He's like Voldemort times like a hundred. He's so scary. He's like Sauron's like second guy.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, And everybody hates him. And he stabs a bunch of people. And even like Gandalf's afraid of him. Gandalf for the Harry Potter, but not Lord of the Ring people, is like the Dumbledore equivalent. So like if your wise elder person is kind of afraid, everyone's really afraid. Yes. Um, So you're very afraid of him. And he's like trying to kill people. And I think her uncle, or maybe it's Mary, one of the hobbits, they both so she and Mary, one of the hobbits, are like, we want to be victorious in battle together. So they both sneak in together. Like, they help each other sneak into the battle. That's dressed odd. as, So she's dressed as a man. He's just a hobbit. He's just like, I'm just gonna be here. I'm just also gonna be here. And that's fine. Um, but they're on, like, the same horse. And they're like, we're going. <laughs> we're just fucking going. <laughs> um, and so somebody's in danger, and they're like, I'm gonna hit, like, somebody's like, I will hinder this, like, you if I can, and he's like, me, no man may hinder me, and then in a Big style twist of, like, no man, of woman born may harm Macduff, then Eowyn comes out, rips off the helmet, and she says, I, no living man am I. You look upon a woman Mic drop.
0: Yes. Mic drop. <laughs> and both so armies go, whoa!
1: <laughs> whoa! And so in the movie, she just says, I am no man. And that's cool. That's better. But she has a whole, no, but she has a whole speech. <laughs> which she says, no living man am I. You look upon a woman. And she has, like, a very manly speech that's, like, usually men get to, like, stand up and, like, talk about themselves. She says, A, a woman I am. A, a woman's daughter you stand between me and my lord and kin. Be gone if you be not deathless. For living or dark undead. I will smite you if you touch him. Mic drop again. Second mic drop. And then she does kill him. And then killing him, like, almost kills her. Because it's, like, so much killing is happening. Um, when you kill the amazing. lord of death. And then later, she goes to, like, the hospital. Or, like, the elf hospital. Um, because the elves are the healers, I guess. And she meets Faramir. Now, Faramir's too much to explain. But he also... No, you know what? I'm going to take the time. Because we we have to take the time. (laughs) So Faramir's... Boromir's brother. Mm -hmm. Boromir was, like, the golden child. And his dad was always, like, Boromir is my favorite son. And he dies. Spoilers for Lord of the Rings. (laughs) Um, he dies. And the dad, Steward of Gondor, is, like... I wish you had died. And Faramir's like, that's hurtful. That's not very nice. So he's always got this huge chip on his shoulder. She's got this huge chip on her shoulder. They meet in the hospital and they fall in love. And he's like super nice. And he like is really respectful of her. And they have a beautiful relationship. And so that she's the best. And then I, so I should preface this, but she's the best protagonist because I think she has the greatest evolutionary arc Ooh. in The Lord of the Rings. Maybe that's not true. Frodo probably has a better evolutionary arc than her. But I think she's like the protagonist of her part of the narrative. Mm -hmm. Like she's very much a protagonist in her own right. And she is developed as such. And the fact that she was that developed as a woman in a high fantasy novel is awesome. And I love that. And she's a queen. Even if she wasn't the queen, which she kind of wanted to be, she was kind of into Aragorn. No big deal. She gets over it. She's with Faramir. Faramir's super hot too. And they both are like betas, so they get it. I love that. You know what I mean? So that's my that's my truth. Aowen is the best. That.
0: Maybe I'll read Lord of the Rings now. Probably not.
1: Maybe- Probably not. You might enjoy it. Um, I-, I would absolutely do a rewatch of all the films with you. That would be fun.
0: All right. I'll fuck with that.
1: I'll fuck with that.
0: Absolutely. I don't think
1: my... um. Uh, now, fiancé has ever seen them, and that's got to change before we're wed, for sure. Yeah, for sure.
0: Because I'm assuming your children will be named Aowen Faramir.
1: <laughs> yes. Faramir. Yeah. Mary. All of them. <laughs> Mary. Pippin. Yeah. Pippin's a cute name.
0: Pippin's cute. Eowyn's um, kind of cute, honestly.
1: Eowyn is an adorable name. Yeah. It's a little bit, like, weird. Like, I don't want her in school, for, like, all the teachers to be like, oh, she's got weird, nerdy parents. I just want her to be a person.
0: That's fair. That's fair.
1: But you know what? It's a badass namesake. It really is. And she's my favorite. And then Galadriel. Of the Tolkien women, it's her, and then Galadriel. And then, like, the extra female elves. And then Arwen, is how How? dull Arwen is, is the truth.
0: My God,
1: she's a dull character. I believe, and it's he- not her fault. No, it's just the way it is. It's not Her fault. It's the way it is. But Sam, I want to talk right now
0: about Ben Affleck. <laughs> okay, I desperately want to, but I'm I'm gonna put. We do a lot of like sarcastic spoiler warnings on this podcast where we're like, "Fuck you, spoiler, whatever." I'm. This getting, is a very important up. spoiler warning because it will ruin a fantastic book for you if you have any inkling that you have been meaning to read Gone Girl or see the movie and you've remained unspoiled this far and you're like I always mean to read it but I just haven't da 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 like if you want to read it I am telling you not to listen to me talk about it right now um and go read it and or watch the movie because the movie is a very good adap- not like a adaptation but it's a very good adaptation of the book so like I'm being serious I am going to ruin the book right now <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> so, ruin it any inkling of maybe wanting to read it, do that right now instead. Come back to this podcast when you finish that book, however long that takes. Okay, let's talk about Amy Elliott Dunn. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, for those of you who have stayed on with us but don't know Gone Girl, uh, it was a book that uh, by I'm reading it from my big monitor <laughs> from uh, Gillian Flynn that was published in 2012. Then it was a movie a few years later with Ben Affleck and Rosamund Pike. Um, and it basically tells the story of a marriage, um, and it's, at first, you're kind of hearing it from the husband and the wife's perspective, but what you discover is the wife has gone missing, presumed dead, and of course, in situations like that, it is always the husband who did it, so you as the reader are, like, kind of suspicious of Nick, the husband, of, like, mm-hmm. it's usually the husband that did it, um, but in the book, about halfway through, it's revealed that kind of neither of them were being a reliable narrator, So it's revealed that Nick was having an affair. So he was not like the innocent boy next door. He was kind of saying him to be. But more importantly, it's revealed that Amy is alive, has faked an entire diary of experiences that you as the reader have been reading, has faked her own death to the point of like bleeding out on her floor and messily cleaning it up like she perceives a man would, has changed her hair, gained weight, gone on the run, because she found out Nick was having an affair, and she wants to get him executed for her murder. Yeah,
1: it's like, it's like you're reading a book, like you're reading Pride and Prejudice, and then halfway through it's revealed that um, Elizabeth Bennet is a full psychopath.
0: Yeah, yes, literally like, yes. It's incredible. It's and incredible. I love her. So um, something important that I want to say first, she's not good. Um, no, she's, she's a bad a, person. She is, she's- absolutely objectively a terrible person a bad person she does a lot of bad things this book got like um some what's the word uh like blowback from blowback, yeah femin- feminist communities because they were like amy dunn is like everything that like men accuse us of being like she's manipulative and she you know in the context of the book trigger warning she like fakes a rape and like all this crazy stuff so feminists like some feminist communities were like this character is no good like not these feminist group.
1: communities
0: not but in this um, feminist community i love her in this book um <laughs> because a it's such a fucking good twist like you just can't undervalue um, mwah, chef's kiss chef's kiss twist that twist and she writes this whole big thing that i think about a lot about how she's felt like she had to be this cool girl all her life And, like, be so casual and, like, so easy to get along with and so cool. But, like, it's all bullshit. None of it's real. And then, like, at the end of the book, it's ultimately, like, Nick has to become, like, this perfect husband. Like, she was the cool girl for all those years. And I'm, like, yes. Like, (laughs) just so good. Um, But I think more than that, what I love about Amy as a character is that she is quite literally, like, every man's worst nightmare.
2: Um, (laughs) And I
0: love it. She is, like, gorgeous, but she is so, she's only about herself. She's, like, a a huge narcissist, and all she cares about is, like, how she's being perceived and that she's getting the things she wants. And she fundamentally doesn't care if those things are real as long as she is getting them. So, like I said at the end, Nick is now in this position where he has to pretend to be this perfect husband for her, which she knows is bullshit. But she's like, as long as I'm getting what I want, I don't care. And I think that's so interesting and I think it's a character that a lot of men have got to be in books mm-hmm. of like not even like the anti-hero, like just a bad person, like just a straight up like Amy Elliott Dunn is our Tyler Durden from Fight Club. You know what I mean? Like
1: Well, I feel like yeah, like Amy Elliott Dunn, like what usually when women are villains, they're they're villains in a shitty misogynistic way. Yeah. But in this one, she's just a fucking fantastic villain yes she's like um you know like in america like, like in like american psycho or in you know the shining or mm-hmm. in like some like all these types of smoothies you get that you get these fantastic fun roles that that men get to step into and play around in and women get to be like shrewish or naggy yeah Or greedy or
0: whatever and it's like this is like she's a full fucking psycho and I love it yeah and I feel like so many you hear a lot about like male power fantasy characters like when we talk about superheroes a lot of the time it's like Mm -hmm. well that no one would really want to be Batman but he's like a male power fantasy like Mm -hmm. Amy is a female power fantasy in a lot of ways no one would really want to do those things but the idea of being able to like right these misogynistic wrongs that you've been perceiving your whole life and just having to deal with in the most like extreme dramatic yeah old planned out way is like so viscerally I think exciting for women who so often just have to deal with like finding out they're getting cheated on and they're just like all right well I guess I'll get divorced and that's and that marriage is over like she's like it's never over he will never it will never be over for him and I think that's so fun you know what I mean it's so fun yeah Yeah,
1: I think that's the perfect way to put it it's just so fun
0: um but yeah even though
1: she's again we'll say it one more time a
0: bad person a bad person (laughs) you should not want to be in real life Amy Elliott Dunn no but the way that her kind of like liberation from doing the right fucking thing and being decent makes you feel as a reader is like so exciting to me (laughs) yeah so good so surprising um and I also think that this book does a good job of like she's objectively like a, a sociopath absolutely but it does a good job of also being like Nick's not perfect but he's obviously better than a sociopath he has like a sister who's like a very nuanced character. There's a lot of other male and female really, like, complicated characters in the book, so I think it shows that, like, it's such a choice by the author to make Amy the way she is, because it's not like the author can only write extremes.
1: (laughs) Exactly, yeah, I think that's very true, Um,
2: and there's a lot of other women
1: in that novel, and I think that's the thing is it's not about just having women be perfect. Yeah. That's not helping anyone. Yeah. That's setting a different misogynistic standard. Exactly. Like, we need to be able to step into, like, every Shakespearean trope and character that there is.
0: Yes. And then the quickest word about the movie is just that both Ben Affleck and Rosamund Pike are so perfect in it. Ben Affleck is perfectly cast. Ben Affleck, it's his, it's his literal best work. I strongly. I agree it's his best work. It's so, there's a scene in the book that they like translate exactly to the movie where he's at a press conference talking about his missing wife, right? Which you always see when women go missing on the news. It's like the husband there, like, you know, we we just really want her home and Amy, if you can hear us, da, da, da. And then the photographers have her him like pose next to this big like picture of her, like, have you seen me, Amy Dunn? And because he's posing in a picture and he's not like thinking about it, he smiles, like next to the picture and it's like this huge news story that blows up and he's like miserable because he's like, I wasn't even thinking, I just, you smile when you're in a picture, I don't know. And it's just like, so thoughtless and perfect. I don't know, I just love that. I love the movie and the book. I think that's the thing is like that, I love that part of the book too, because
1: it's like, it's like in that heightened, heightened situation, Mm -hmm. only in that heightened situation, is a man expected to put any fucking thought into what he's he's meant to do do you know what I mean like men are just like allowed to like go through their whole lives being like oh I don't I didn't know that I was supposed to I don't know buy coasters and it's just like I have to know that I'm supposed to have coasters in my house why Mm -hmm. aren't you supposed to fucking know that um why do I have to do that? Why, why do I have to know how to act all the time and men are just allowed to be themselves? Mm-hmm. And themselves are bad, usually.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, oh, it's such a good book. I want to read that book again.
0: I know, me too.
2: And that's I only what, read it the once because of the
1: twist. I remember I, you had read it and you gave me your copy And I was on the T when I got to the twist. And I was texting you like, "Yo!" (laughs) And you were like, did you get to it?
0: (laughs) I remember that. I was so excited. And that's why the great part, I'm going to literally spoil the ending right now. The ending is that she like has him. Like he's going to prison for her murder. Like she has faked like credit cards that he's over maxed totally not true but she faked it she faked these diaries she bled all over her house like he is going to jail for her murder and he realizes that she's done this kind of all on purpose so he does one last like news story and he says like everything he knows that she would want him to be saying about how like he fucked up he regrets what he did so much by cheating on her. Like, he knows that she's, he's not the man that she deserves and da, da 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 And she's kind of landed herself in a weird position as she's been, like, faking her death on the run that she wants to get out of. And she's like, okay, this Nick I'm interested in. Like, this Nick on this TV show. So she um, kills the guy that she was with and fakes like that man had been had kidnapped her and held her captive and comes home covered in that guy's blood and is like, Nick, I've been kidnapped. I'm so glad that you're here. And he's like, oh my fucking God. And they have a conversation, like once she's like in the house where he's basically like, you tried to get me arrested for your murder. Like you faked <laughs> it's all this shit. What? Like, fuck you. We're getting divorced. And she's like, no, 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 no. I'm interested in the guy that you were on that news report you're going to be that guy from now on. Like you're going to be the one who has to put on a facade every day Mm -hmm. or else basically. And she ends up, um, inseminating herself with his sperm. Uh, so she gets pregnant and she's like, we're going to have a baby and you're going to be that guy every single day or else I'm going to ruin your life. And you know, I can, because I almost did it once. And now I'm pregnant with your kid. So, like, uh, that's just the way it's going to be. And at the end of the book, he just accepts that, like, that's the way it's going to be. And he's going to wear this facade of, like, her perfect man for the rest of his life because she has him in this position. And it's such a great reversal from the position she felt like she was in where she had to be his perfect cool girl wife for so many years. And it's, like, so good. <laughs> it's so good. It's you so guys.
1: satisfying. And awful,
0: it's like a it's really a good, it's, it's a, a, really, a nightmare really for in every way.
1: Yeah, it's so, 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 so good, though. Oh, my God.
0: It's a really good book.
1: Really, and really the best, good. best, most fabulously written character.
0: Yeah. So, Amy Elliott Dunn, we do not stand. No, but- we cannot
1: stand. unfortunately. <laughs> she's a murderer. Um, yeah, she's a, she's so a, a sociopath. She must
0: be. Yeah. But, uh, God, it's a good book. A good, really great character. Cannot recommend highly Wow. Um, now i want to reread gone girl frankly i really want to i want to watch gone girl let's watch Maybe it we'll, we'll do that. that we'll do lord of the ring gone girl we'll do
1: all three extended editions of lord of the rings yes plus obviously the bonus footage and then um right after that we'll do a quick viewing of gone girl um Perfect. starring ben affleck and rossman pike um i think they'll complement each other
0: Yeah, the energy that we're going to create is
1: just... I literally feel like that would rip out a wormhole in my living room (laughs) because, like, there couldn't be two more different films. Like, they're the most different films that you could possibly find. No, yeah, they really are. But two great female characters. Two great characters, period. We'd love it to see it. We love two great protagonists
0: yes and please um tweet at us if you feel like you have a fave that we should really know about because please um, do I think well,
1: the other thing is that we both ran a little fast and loose because we chose people who we felt were the protagonists, but arguably Nick is the protagonist in yeah. that book um but our it's kind family, of like Amy is the
0: antagonist
1: yes antagonist but I think the other thing is that like Um, I think, yeah, you, you chose to go antagonist and I love that. Um, and then Frodo's obviously the protagonist of the Lord of the Rings. But I think the other thing is like, what I love about her is that she's, she's positioned at the forefront of the book as a protagonist, Mm -hmm. but she doesn't really change. She's pretty consistent the whole fucking ride. Mm -hmm. And he's the one who's forced to bend around her. Yeah, and really, that's what makes a protagonist protagonist is that they're they're they act upon and are acted upon by the plotline.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but I just love how powerful it is that she's like, "I will not be acted upon. Yeah, and I'm not going to be softened by you. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to rip you in half <laughs> until you like do exactly what I want." And that we don't we don't stand her, but we stand that energy, baby. Stand that of course.
0: energy, absolutely, absolutely. Uh I need to read a book. I haven't read a book in so long. I know. I really want to read. We both have now copies of um Lindsay Ellis's new book, Axioms End.
1: I know, I really want to read that. Really
0: good reviews, so I'm gonna try to start reading it tonight.
1: It was on the New York Times bestseller list. Yes. Good for our girl. Good we for Lindsay.
0: We love we we love her. We'll let it you guys stands. know um when we finish the book. Maybe we'll do a book club.
1: Yes, we should I'm Book Club. Yes. That. um all right, we love you guys. Um Be well out there until we see you next time. And
0: uh, follow us us on Twitter, AdamHarfipod. Yes, please do. Be well, you guys.
2: Bye.